family moved to Fergus about four years ago. At that time, our daughter, Annabelle, was in the process of being tested for some developmental delays. She had struggled with speech and other sensory-related issues for the first few years of her life, and she required extra care when it came to even the most basic medical treatments. As a result of this, in our first months of living in Fergus, we had to drive back and forth to our previous city of Sudbury, Ontario. This is where Annie would get tested and treated for some nose and throat conditions. I recall the stress of traveling with our young, growing family. My wife Louisa was only about three months pregnant at the time with our third child. I remember having to pull into the large hospital called Science North and leave Louisa and Annabelle in the waiting area for the day. We knew that Annie would need to be taken into their operating room and sedated during the procedures. It is a gut-wrenching moment to see your little girl put onto a hospital bed and taken from you, even when you know that the medical team is gifted and very well trained. My wife can still vividly see the panicked look on Annie's face as she was brought away by these caring doctors. Needless to say, there was a tremendous feeling of relief when we finally got Annabelle back into our arms at the end of her treatment. The hours spent behind the closed doors of the operating room were incredibly difficult for us. We had to trust that the doctors were performing the work even when we were being blocked from being part of it. A man named Joseph from a town called Arimathea approached the Roman governor Pilate to ask if he could take Jesus' body down from the cross. They knew that he was dead, his heart had been pierced, and his body hung lifeless. Against normal custom, Pilate gave permission for this man, Joseph, to take the body. I would guess Pilate was tired of this Jesus situation. Whatever he could do to get him off of his books was fine with him. Some of the religious leaders thought something fishy might be going on here, though. They went to Pilate and argued, Sir, the followers of Jesus claim that he would rise from the dead after three days. If you just let them take the body freely, they might hide the body and deceive people into believing that he rose again. Pilate thought of how he could settle all of this out in the open. Take a guard, Pilate answered. Go and make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting a guard. Matthew 27, verse 65 to 66. They had done just as he said. Jesus was laid in a tomb, and a stone with a seal was placed over it with armed guards to keep anything from getting into the tomb. Everything on the outside was secure. Behind the closed doors of Jesus' tomb, something marvelous was underway, though. We can't even begin to imagine what it was like in that tomb on the Saturday after Jesus' death. What we do know is that the grave, that resting place for every single human who had ever lived on this earth, 
was now transformed into a womb. The place of death was now a place of rebirth. God had hinted at this miracle for generations when he spoke through the prophets about ransoming the dead from their tombs and taking away the plague of death and the sting of the grave. Every person had lived with the impending finality of their life, that one day the grave would sting them and steal them away from the land of the living. Yet in Jesus' grave, somehow that sting was being abolished. Instead of decay and destruction taking its effect on him, that same Spirit of God who breathed life in the beginning of all creation was breathing again into the deadness and the darkness of Jesus' tomb. He was becoming a new creation. And all of this was beginning behind closed doors. The world had yet to see such a thing. Behold, I am doing things in your days that you wouldn't believe even if you were told, said the prophets. And so while the followers of Jesus wept and feared for the worst on the outside of the tomb, the one who had called himself the resurrection and the life was being prepared for the greatest unveiling of all time. On Saturday, no one knew yet what God was doing, for he was making all things new behind closed doors. And so the world waited. Let's pray. Lord, you hold all things in your hands. You breathe all life. You form and reform as you see fit. You love the world which you created so much that you gave Jesus to begin a new creation. He is the firstborn of this new creation. In him you are making all things new. We don't always see this, God, but help us to see. And help us to see that your new creation has come out from behind closed doors and is living in us and through us today. We bless you. Amen.